Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. This week I'm talking to a sublime comedian who also happens to be a man who takes a disarming amount of joy from food and cooking. It's Carl Donnelly. He's a vegan and so passionate about food, so we do get pretty plant-heavy in this episode. We talk spicy rice addictions, Carl tells us about nibbling solid alcohol, and I ask hard-edged, beautifully crafted questions like, is an egg a dairy? Let's get into it. We've made each other something to eat, but basically... I. I wanted to um, say that I think, first of all, when I did your podcast, these are the, one of, two of the reasons why I'm so grateful that you're doing this, is when I did your podcast with Chris, um, incidentally, we ate something in the middle of it, and it was the first time I'd ever tried a flat peach. Oh, like how good are they? Peach, and they were amazing, and I was like, this guy knows, these guys know they're eating <laughs> if they've introduced <laughs> me to a flat peach. Yeah. And then we did some gigs together um, in Switzerland, and you, you uh, actually, that's by the by, but I remember you saying to me that one of your favourite late night snacks is like some paprika fried plantain. Yeah. And I was like, this man <laughs> is properly swanky, I'm, like really I love fucking a bit, yeah. swanky. At well, food. I've got a plantain in the fruit bowl. There's there. a, oh my god, the, the I did just think it was a, a mouldy banana. No, no, it's a big old. It was such plantain. an impressive fruit bowl full of all veggies as well. It's good, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't agree with fruit bowls being fruit bowls. No, it's just a big bowl, it's isn't a big it? Bowl. Where are you going to put your avocado? But this, I mean, so actually, they're a fruit, aren't they? Avocados are fruit, they're a pear. I always forget that. Clues in the name. 
But also you've got all your bananas involved with all your other things there. And I thought bananas were supposed to release a gas that made everything go off. Yeah, but I mean, I, I try not to let it all sit there long enough to... Fine. Yeah, now and again you find a few things down the bottom that are gross. You, yeah, you are fine. <laughs> yeah, proper furry and minging. Yeah. But you just eat loads of fruit and veg. For you, a vegan... Your food is in the oven. Yes. So should we eat my food yeah, first, even it. though mine's sweet and maybe yours is Mine is isn't. definitely savoury. Although it's very, it is sweet. It is very sweet for a savoury dish. Oh, I'm so intrigued. Yeah. I, don't I genuinely know don't know what it is. It's very... Yeah, it could be gross. Even your... T- you said you haven't made it before, but you yeah. also have made the base of it. Right. <laughs> so isn't cryptic. A, this isn't a come dine with me, I've never made it before. Do you know them ones where yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. to... Shit. Yeah. This is something I've made the actual main ingredient, but I've never made it in this way. And yeah. Lovely. I can't. Um, I never, like, I almost felt a bit traumatized by a come time with me once where he put um, chicken soup out of a tin on, on toast. Oh, on toast. Mm. Did, how and did that was his starter, I think. That is the worst. <laughs> That's oh, heartbreaking. God. Should we have sweet before savoury? Yeah, it look now. awful. I've made you some, cho- they, I've made oh, some chocolate cupcakes. Little chocolate They look cupcakes. like bluebies. Have you got photos of them? I'm taking a photo of them. I mean, I might take a I photo. I like the fact you've done... That happens to I've, me now and again when I bake yeah. cupcakes. You forget you've put two cases on it. You don't realise you've got double cases. cases. I've double cased. Yeah. Always. <laughs> and I let my two-year-old help with I mean, the casing. And this is kind of waste that ensues. They smell good and they look gooey, which is they a good... They look gooey, yeah. They're really... <laughs> yeah, they're not... Not like I, gooey as in I, not I, cooked, but yeah. gooey as in good gooey. I feel like uh, a lot of vegan baking gets accused of dryness, and these definitely aren't that. Mm. But if anything, they look a bit too gooey. Mm. It's quite dense. Mm. What have um, what have you got in there? It's pretty random. Talk me through it. So um, they're basically chocolate cupcakes, but they're um, the reason I found this recipe is because in the summer I planted a load of courgette plants. Oh yeah. And then I went off to Edinburgh Festival. I said to my boyfriend, can you keep an eye? Because I've read that if you take the courgette off when it's really young and tiny, you get a much bigger yield. Mm-hmm. And um, I got back from Edinburgh and he went, I've been out every day watering. And it's, I'm sorry, but there's fuck all there. Oh, right. And um, I went out to the garden and, and looked down and like there was, it It had like slithered along the floor. Oh, yeah. But there was like over a foot long marrow, <laughs> like as wide as an adult's head. Really? Yeah. It was the massivest marrow I've ever seen. They've been recommended they... to me as a good starting point for learning to grow. Oh, really? Well, they need a lot bed. of water. Mm. They yeah. need a lot of attention. But yeah, they do grow really well in the And in quick as well, apparently. Mm. So, yeah, and you get loads, even off a few plants, you get more than enough. Anyway, so I had to look up like innovative ways of using a, a massive amount of marrow. So yeah. this is full of courgette. Oh, this good. chocolate cupcake's got courgette in. There's a farmer's market near me, Queen's yeah. Park, every Sunday morning. Ooh. They do, there's a little place that does vegan snacks and mm-hmm. they do a courgette chocolate cake that is, it's like a big fat brownie. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's almost right. so courgette. Like it's, you know, if any, it's just on the borders of that's, I'm eating vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> rather no, than I don't want cake. to taste the courgette. But that's much more chocolate cakey. I told my dad about these and he was like, that sounds fucking random. It does sound gross, courgette <laughs> cake. I've made a parsnip <laughs> cake in the past. Has that been all right? Fine, because it's like carrots, isn't it? You can make parsnips a carrot cake. Parsnips are so sweet. Yeah, and actually it's there. you can do exactly the same thing as you do with a carrot cake with, with a parsnip. I think that half the job of this courgette in here is moisture. I think it's one of the yeah, reasons it makes it's so it really soggy. good. It's nice. It's lovely. And um, it's just cocoa. There's no actual chocolate and then a bit of whole wheat flour so it's a bit nuttier. Yeah. Um, coconut oil. 
Oh, and the other really random thing in it is like a fruit puree. You can use whatever, but I just used an Ella's pouch like you'd give a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it says apple puree. Yeah. But I couldn't find one, so I a used A lot of them, actually. It's a lot of American. One. It was an American um, American recipe. recipes always say apple sauce mm. in, in vegan baking. So, that's apple. I've never had apple sauce in the house. No. The cheapest way of getting it, in a way, if you use it rarely, is I reckon Aldi do their own, like, own brand, so cheap, organic apple purees for babies. (laughs) I bet I mind if I ever have a child. If you ever have a... Yeah, you don't need a child to buy apple purees for children. Although it might look like you're trying to entertain children. Yeah, that's true. Avoid that, maybe, for that reason. Um, so that's good. Are you a baker? Is that what you do? No, I prefer cooking, actually. But yeah, yeah. since I've gone vegan-ish... So what's a vegan thing? How long have you been doing that? About a year. How's it going? Yeah, when you say vegan-ish, what's not made the... What's made What's made the cut or not made the cut? For? Everything's made the cut 99% of my life. Yeah. But um, it's been a complicated process in the sense that I, uh, I'm not very good with absolute rules at all. So no. like when I gave up smoking, I had to say, you don't smoke today. Yeah. you could if you wanted okay. like I kind of work yeah, best yeah, like yeah. that um, also um, uh, but then I found it surprisingly easy and loved it yeah, so yeah. I actually just had basically become vegan yeah. well I had become vegan but then I found that whenever I went to see my mum which is quite often she's trying very hard to get her head around it yeah, I yeah. can't so what's, would, she, would, what's her age group she's only just turned 60 okay so she's not and she's quite like she's into her cooking yeah, and she yeah. loves vegetables and stuff so it's totally like shouldn't be as alien as but it's cheese in her head it's cheese yeah, whereas yeah, actually yeah. if I so so if, if there's a festivity Ali and I know exactly like where they've come from whatever like yeah. I have fish or eggs like where I'm from in Dorset a friend an old yeah, school yeah, friend yeah. runs a goat farm and there's just like chickens on there like I'll get eggs from there yeah 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 whatever so those are the ways that those ways but also if my mum makes me something where she's like I've made you especially for you I've made a vegan meal <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. describe all the lovely feta in it oh right yeah I'll yeah, still yeah. eat oh no that's yeah that's but I have been obviously quite open about that I don't I don't know. I'm of the opinion, and maybe yours different. I don't know, but that if you can even be vegan-ish, that's more helpful than not doing it yeah, yeah. Um, at all. Oh yeah, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a militant type. I'm yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. it's the lifestyle I would like. I would love everyone to live, but not everyone's going, are they? So it's no, I'm getting some people just to change their habits a bit. Yeah, just have a little try of it. Yeah, um, I don't know anyone who's gone to do it and then not who like I should say who likes cooking and food yeah yeah, yeah. If who you hasn't to... then been really excited by it oh yeah you have to yeah you have to relearn I'm yeah. I learned to cook really young I just taught myself really cause my, and this is kind of horrible but I didn't like my mum's cooking from quite a young age <laughs> she uh, well my mum's like a very you know old fashioned Irish working right. class woman so it was basically the same meal every day for Six days what of the week. Meal? Well, it would be like it would just be a thing, <laughs> some some <laughs> meat, a meat, and then it would be a, 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 a number of potatoes, yeah, and then it would be peas or carrots, <laughs> never both, like just one of those two, and very rarely a sauce of any sort. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that would be like that. That'd be a dinner every day, and then um, I mean, it is covers every food group, but it's it something so sad, and it's kind of like my mum thinks she's a great cook, and I know it sounds horrible. <laughs> It sounds so patronising when I talk about it, but she, you know, she does think she's an amazing cook. Like yeah. My mum thinks she, she, like, she'll tell when I pop round, I say like, 
what you're having for dinner tonight. She'll be like, oh, I'm making your father a lovely curry. And then I'll ask what she's making it with, and it'll be a jar of Sharwoods, (laughs) two chicken breasts, some, like, white rice. Yeah. And probably pre-cooked rice. Yeah. You know, uh, so. In the pouch yeah, that you just yeah, pull yeah. the corn. Which are, I'm not against, though. No. They, are, they are very convenient. They are so handy. And the Mexican spicy one is oh, insanely excuse good. Excuse me, yeah. But uh, Benny Boots, my ex-flatmate, he yeah. had to stop eating those because he actually developed an addiction. And he got addicted to yeah, he was eating two, microwavable pouches two, of Mexican like, two spicy pouches of rice. rice. <laughs> two pouches a day. Oh, but, um, that's amazing. I know, it's gross. Like, I remember when I first moved in with him and I bought some. What is I that? Think, is there MSG in the making in that? There's got or to salt be. Salt or something that makes sugar even. Yeah, there must be. Something. But I remember saying to him, I, I, you, you should get these. He's always cooking with normal rice. I was like, sometimes it's good just to use these. And he said, I can't. I've had to put a ban on it. Because he knows, he goes, I don't want to fall back into where I was at before. <laughs> it was a real, he actually had a genuine issue with how he, and it, how he ended up eating them so often. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's the thing. My, my, so my mum's not, you know, she was never yeah. a, an adventurous cook. So the food I ate growing up was pretty boring. Yeah. And I remember just sort of getting to about 11 or 12 and thinking, I'm not having this. I'm going to start That's cooking quite, my own But we, did your mum ever like, involve you in um, no, cooking no, when you were no, little? No, it was a real old, you know, it was an oh. Irish household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad would sit on the sofa and you know, move his eyes fortnightly so we knew he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> my mum would cook the dinners and clean around him. So <laughs> it was, and to this day it's still the same, you know. They, yeah. like, my dad's my dad's 10 years older than my mum, so he is, yeah, he's 80 now. So he just moves his eyes every four weeks yeah, now. Yeah, he's, had, yeah he's, he's, he's always been quite young for his age type right. person, but he doesn't, you know, he's not the most emotive of people. <laughs> yeah. you know, he can be very funny when he bothers, but he's quite a chilled, yeah. sort of dry man. Uh, you know, he would never. No, no, I've got no. an older brother. Uh-huh. He was seven years older than me, so he okay. was always, you know, by the time I started cooking myself, he was gone. Right, right. I think, I think that's what I was waiting Cause for. Because Eleven's like, quite young to be like, I want to get into this. Yeah, it wasn't even getting into it. I just wanted to try more food. Did you go up in London? Yeah. So you had access to places yeah, that were yeah. selling excited food and maybe friends well, that were eating. Well, even did just simple having, things. Did you have things at friends' houses, do you think, that made you go, hang on? Not you now and again, yeah. yeah. Like weirdly, like, things like pasta. Like my mum would never, would never cook a pasta. Yeah. And I'd say she has probably. It, she developed like a sort of she would cook a spaghetti bolognese or something now very very red not at that age but after, I think when I started cooking pasta mm-hmm. for myself she said oh I might try that as well so if anything yeah. I made her up her game a bit <laughs> brilliant so yeah just, it, it sounds so funny now to say that I remember the first time I cooked pasta for myself at home I was like yeah I was probably 11 Renegade. and I thought it was so exciting just eating Italian food this yeah. is what Italian people eat <laughs> so in my head I was like living like a I just yeah, I'm gonna call yourself Giovanni. Yeah, (laughs) start drawing chest hairs on. Yeah, amazing. God, do you know? I can't remember the first proper meal I cooked for myself. But really young, I'd warm up beans. Yeah, and I, I think my parents they didn't show me like my nana showed me how to make scrambled eggs. Remember that? Yeah. I don't think my parents showed me much, but they taught me how to make their tea and their coffee. How they liked it. Very young. Yeah. Just that as is. a slave, really, yeah, or a protege. Yeah, no, I, I did all that stuff, but I think, yeah, the food, went, well, when I started cooking myself, they very rarely, they weren't, my parents have got such a bad palate of, you know, my dad cannot handle, like, he thinks too much pepper is, like, too much spice, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's got that level of, you I know. used to work with a really awesome woman called Sarah who um, couldn't eat um, egg sandwiches if they had even a sprinkle of black pepper in because right. it was too spicy. <laughs> 
It's mad. Spicy. My mate, my mate Niall, he um, he's actually got a lot better in the last sort of ten years. He used to be the one that was the butt of the joke. So if we go for f- even just a Nando's, like lemon and herb, <laughs> oh, too much, oh, like, his eyes would be watery. My boyfriend's like that though. Inc- my my boyfriend's brought up on really Can beautiful. You eat spicy food? I'm big into this. Spicy. Is going to be spicy. <gasps> amazing. That's right. amazing. It's no, I'm, if anything, I think I've got an overly high. Yeah. I'm too, I really like it. I think there's like a chemical. Yeah. Like, I even, yeah, I don't like it when it gets to the point of being uncomfortable in the sense of, like, when it feels like it's a challenge more than the yeah, enjoyment. Yeah. I like it when the, it's spicy and hot, but that's still giving you something. Um, I might get this out of the oven, is that okay, all right? Okay, yeah. Are you still just going to... Let me just see what it's looking like. <laughs> uh, I, all right. So it might... It smells amazing. Let's do it on a board. Like we're in a oh, hipster wow. restaurant. I've actually got some salad as well. Um, some what as well? Salad. Oh, yeah. Right. It looks kind of mental. <laughs> but it might just work. Oh, wow. It's like a... what it is. It smells so good. Look, it you is. prepared a salad. prepared a salad. This is so cool. <laughs> So. Wow! Oh, I feel a bit pathetic in my soggy practice. Wow. Right, we'll talk through what it is. Whether or not it works is another. It looks incredible. Um, that smells so good. Reggae, reggae. Have you tried this? Reggae, reggae barbecue sauce? Yeah. It's, it's one of the best liquids in the universe, I oh, think. No. So this is essentially what is this vegan barbecue rack of ribs. <gasps> it's sort of like so basically I've made a seitan loaf. Oh wow! And then I sliced it, and it's and then put barbecue sauce inside and out, wow. and then re, rebaked it with some reggae reggae sauce. And it's got an, yeah an extra sauce to dip if you want to. <laughs> so and I, a but really I don't lovely know. salad with tomato and cabbage. That's sort and red of a cabbage. slaw red cabbage. It's, a coleslaw. it's got two types of beetroot in that. What's you've got, you've the, got a golden um, and a normal beetroot. Have you? Yeah. Where did you get your golden beetroot from? Farmer's Market. <gasps> I love them. And what's the other ones? I They're grew really cool. this year, but I rainbow ones. ones. Yeah, I love them. I get so excited with foods that just look cool. It do look so pretty. Is of, that, have you put them in there raw then? All raw. And what have you made that it wet with? Vinegar? Um, a little bit of vegan mayo, actually. Ooh, which one's your fave? Um, I use... Uh, this, actually, I've got quite a poncy one that I got in South Africa. Oh, hello. It sounds like the most... Middle class centres. Were you there for work? I was there at a vegan festival. Oh, wow. Canola Mayo, original tangy. Be well. Be well is the company that made it. Nice. I've just discovered Vegan A's, which is my favourite so far here. It's really expensive, but it's really good. It is good. And they do a sriracha one. Oh, I love a bit of sriracha. I'm going to try and take... This looks amazing. So, I don't... It might... I wonder whether you've done... I can see some tins of... Jackfruit. I know. I was going um, to ask you what the, what the hell I'm going to do with that. I've right. just bought my first tin of it. Have you ever done You don't know how to, actually, how to cook it? No. I don't um, even really... Is it a really a fruit? Um, it is actually a fruit. It's um, it's not... Actually, because basically, if you buy... Thank did you, you buy a, um, a tin of it in brine or in syrup? That's brine, the, I think. Brine's good. Brine's the one you can cook with, essentially. Oh, okay. With syrup, syrup you're meant to just eat it. Yeah. It's just very sweet. I just... I'm, I'm worried this isn't going to have the right texture. That's the only fear. I bloody love it. I can tell just by looking at it. 
It uh, looks like tofu gopan it's fried, which is so good. It's quite crispy on the outside. That's one thing I will say. Oh, I love it. I've never made cooked with sea tan before. I want to know where you got it and everything. So I made the seitan myself. You made the seitan yourself. Yeah, yeah. I made that's one. So that's the thing. I make seitan quite regularly. Mm. Um, it's really oh, easy so to make. Good. That is all right actually. Mm. It's quite spicy. But um, no, I, it's just right spicy. But um, seitan's really easy to make. But it just sounds like you're making something terrible. Like you know, you're basically what you do. It tastes is, amazing. It looks like it's got that like springy, spongy. Like a fried tofu or something. Yeah. Like a crunchy edge. Mmm. And it's also in a lush sauce. Barbecue. Oh, that's right, actually. Mm. I'm quite happy with that. And if you were going to buy that, it would be so... I'd be so expensive. Yeah. It's just the biggest con going, Satan, with veganism. It's, it is so cheap to make. Really? Like, in a sense, okay. what I made that with is two cups of wheat gluten. That's what... So that's, this is the problem with why it sounds bad, because if mm-hmm. you're gluten intolerant, that is... That is end of the world food. Right. That's going to ruin your month. <laughs> but if you're not gluten intolerant... I'm not. It's absolutely fine. So basically what you do is... I think I think the way they do it is, you know, when they split... When they make gluten-free flour, whatever, yeah. obviously they can extract the gluten part of the oh, wheat. Oh, and you're, and you're left with that? You're Where do you get it. the health food shop? Yeah, you can buy it. So I bought that bag in a little shop called Portobello Whole Foods down mm. on Portobello Road. And... Um, it's just gluten flour. It's very high con- gluten content flour. So it's all the proteins get left in, essentially. So when you get the flour, yeah. mix it with... You put herbs. I've got like paprika, um, onion powder, garlic powder, things mm. like that. I put a bit of chickpea flour in there as well. Mm-hmm. And then you just put a bit of soy sauce um, and then vegetable stock. And it becomes like a dough. It feels like you're kneading bread. Wow. And you knead it for a bit so it gets the proteins to sort of start forming and mm. reacting pull it into the shape and then just roast it I often steam it so I think it's the best way of doing it but That's with this weird. I roasted it for about 30 minutes and, it, and then also and then it just sort of becomes this sort of meaty loaf that's so nice. And mm. that's really proteiny. It's, it's really Super full of protein. I don't, the only thing is there is that thing of not all proteins are all, you know, it's not, I don't know what it's called, like type complete proteins they call right. it. So you know like, yeah, the way it works is something to do with amino acids and mm. all that. So this, I think seitan's like got most of the amino acids, but it's not, it's not classed as a complete protein. Same with a lot of The things. stuff you can have as a vegan, I don't know, I don't understand the, um, I still haven't read that book, Gut, basically. Mm. But as I understand it, well, I think the main thing from that book is the more raw greens you can eat with everything, the better. Mm. But um, of the proteins that like really slow release in a way that leaves you really full out of the stuff you can have as a vegan, I think that lentils is the mm. best. For me, for leaving you like, sated for ages. I um, I eat a lot of lupini beans as a snack. They're okay. a really good little sneaky protein. Lupini beans? Yeah, I think they're... You're so spanky. You. <laughs> what are they, cooked and dried? They are soaked for... Right. Yeah, I think... Um, are they boiled first? I can't remember. But basically, it's a little yellow bean. I'm sure they're Spanish or Portuguese. Mm. Um, and... It's in a little yellow pod, almost a shell, individually, mm. and they're soaked in the basin salted water. You buy a sort of jar of them in little shops around here for like a pound. Amazing. And they're just that's really high in protein. So like you know, if you get a little, you know, I've got a little ramekin like there. Yeah, I think yeah. you get a, a, you get a handful in there of the peanut beans. Yeah. And if you eat those, they've got about something like twenty grams of protein, fifteen grams of protein or something. It's funny. They're just really high. Like, 
the money you can spend now on these energy balls and this stuff is it. like that. And then and it's actually, all a bit of a squeeze, isn't it? It is. It is. But what I was going to say is, when I first started not eating meat and dairy, I put on loads of weight because I was eating loads more carbs than before. Yeah. Um, but also the money of like buying into the... I think that was partly kind of excitement and ignorance, but mainly excitement. They're like, oh my God, I can have Oreos. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> so I better buy it. Or like, you know, people alerting you to all these products out of kindness, but it's like... It's a massive cash cow. Yeah, totally. Like that, yeah, that seitan thing is, honestly, you mm. could make, like that whole loaf there would probably be of cost. Because a bag, a big bag of gluten is probably about four pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought gluten flour. And, um, you know, apart from that, every other part, bit of that in, ingredients is pennies. Yeah. So that probably That's is so about maybe one pound fifty's worth of the flour. And look at the amount it makes. That's like, you could feed, you know, that could be a family meal for four people. Yeah. Um. Mm. I make it quite a lot, and yeah, you, know, you can do. It's sometimes I just make a very plain one, yeah, and just have it in the fridge. As if you want to make a sandwich or something, it's just a little simple, yeah. you know. Because it's that thing. I think when you yeah. buy it as well, when you make it, you realise it's not as unnatural as it sounds in the shop. When you buy a processed meat, a fake processed meat, it's what's going on? What's going on? Sometimes it's got preservatives. It weird. Yeah. Like the fake chickens always seem to smell yeah, exactly. a bit weird. Well, when you make it yourself and you know all you're doing is making it with actual real ingredients, yeah, it's not processed. In the way, like it would look if it's in a you know in a freezer box. No, I'm fascinated. I'm so impressed. Yes. Yeah, probably... So when you if you sort of self taught cooking from about eleven. Yeah. I'm gonna have another Will bit. You, Sorry, um... I'm just actually it's no, actually been dinner before I have my gigs. Tonight. Yeah, no, it's lush. Um, it's so yum. Oh, I kind of want to know how you got it all in the middle as well. I just, I just. Uh... You just did two layers. No, no. So it's one loaf, but then um, after about half an hour of cooking. Took it out. I sliced about three quarters away, threw it in strips, nice. and I just put some barbecue sauce <gasps> in there and marinated it and let it sit for about like an hour. How did you make your barbecue sauce? That actually, I didn't make a barbecue sauce. I, I was lazy oh, today. That was bored. Oh, it's so nice. I, I've made barbecue sauce in the past, and it is a lot of work for something that isn't actually that much better than some of the ones you buy. Yeah, exactly. Even that the Levi Roots one there. That's yeah. in Tesco's for like one fifty, so and that's better than ones I've made myself. So yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> no, you got to accept. Yeah, other people know what they're doing. Yeah, but did you? So it sounds like if you like, it sounds like you're quite healthy as well. Well, it doesn't on sound like whole, it's obvious that you're pretty healthy <laughs> on the food front. I try and be. I go through phases though where you know, like December, I ate like an idiot just because it was like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I ate yeah. so many like. You know, I was always just snacking on like bags of crisps and yeah, stuff because yeah. I was just drinking like in that sort of festive season. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm on, when I'm eating well, I eat really well. January, I felt the need to be kind of ham- yeah, a bit hammered and moody. Oh, hammered! Yeah, oh, I, was the I, thought, I, I felt mean, like in December, I was just just sort of get, getting through it, work, gig wise and stuff. And yeah, January, yeah. it's like I know, I'd quite, I'd feel slightly drunk. I know, I, no, I just drank my way through the Christmas gigs for yeah. December. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I, could, I just felt like oh, I right. couldn't do the gigs without being on their wavelength. No, you did, there has to be an element of that, I think. Yeah. You know, that. I thought if I'm dying, I'm going to die pissed. <laughs> yeah. Like, on stage. But did there kind of, um, the desire to be healthy about food start as early as 11? Not at all. No, That's a very recent development. Oh, is it? Yeah, I am, you know, I think even, I'd say when I went vegan was probably the first time I started considering what food I was eating. So your veganism's um, an ethical decision about animals? It was ethical, but then very quickly I learned, 
you know, that actually if I did it right, I could be healthier as well. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was totally 100% ethical. There was no health. Con- no, no, I'd given up dairy actually was. I gave up dairy about six months before I went vegan. Right. And that was So partly, still ate meat and fish? Yeah, I was still just eating everything else. But I gave up dairy because I... I've just read loads about it, and I, it's, I thought, I'll see how I feel. I used to get loads of stomach, like, acid and yeah. stuff like that. And I used to put it down to the fact that I would drink quite regularly. And, yeah. and actually, when I gave up dairy, it cleared up almost overnight. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I don't, you know, I think dairy is one of the things that more more people are probably slightly allergic to it than they realise. Yeah. Well, now when I have dairy, um, definitely. It's gross. It's horrible. Whereas I have, if I have, I don't, I don't know, is it, is it egg or dairy? I don't think it no, is. No, I don't no. know. But if I have eggs or fish, I don't have any reaction at all. I think it's classed as dairy because of where they put it in right, the supermarket. Fair. Or just weird, on a chart it? somewhere in the 70s yeah. to do with like food groups and who gets to market what. Yeah. I accidentally had milk in oh, between no. Christmas and New Year for the first time in like five years. Oh, and I, I couldn't believe what happened. Like, I was I went into a coffee shop called <laughs> oh. Sacred in Kingly Courts in London. It's like a really yeah, nice coffee gosh, shop. Yeah. And I said, if I'm in town, I just want a coffee. Yeah. I thought I'd go there because it's nice. Yeah. You know, it's one of the ones where it is a bit pricey, but and they do a really nice soy milk called Bon Soy. Nice. It's like it's like one of the best soy milks you can get. And um, and bon I went soy. there and ordered. I said, "Can I get a soy flat white?" And I heard the guy just say back to me, "Flat white." And in, I didn't register it until afterwards. And when I got my coffee, another guy made it. He gave it to me. And I walked out and I tasted it. Instantly was like, oh, that's a bit gross. Yeah. And I thought they've obviously stopped using the good soy and I've just been given some shitty new one or something. Yeah, yeah. And I just needed the caffeine because I was, had like two gigs that night. And I just kept drinking it despite the fact that it just tasted oh, off. Oh, no. And I got to the gig and I started just almost retching like you know like when you get real repeat I was chatting and like it was like bubbles in the back of my throat like and then I was just before I was about to go on stage I had to go into the toilet and just threw up oh no I was throwing up all night just about three hours I couldn't keep anything down and it wasn't until I called my girlfriend after that and I was on the way home and I called her and I said I've been throwing up for like hours yeah she said what did you eat today and I went through it and she goes drink anything weird I went no I had a really bad coffee from Sacred and this isn't me having a go at them, by the way. Yeah, they're, yeah, very, yeah. they're very good. It's just there was obviously a yeah, yeah, communication error. Shit. And um, I just said it to her. I went, yeah, it was horrible. She just said, what, what did it taste like? Well, it just tasted really off. I don't think they, they must have run out of bonds. So she went, what do you mean off? And she went, did you, you just drank milk, didn't you? And I was like, uh, oh, that's what it tasted like. It. I forgot what it tasted like. It tastes, well, I just say, and I just think it's incredible how quickly your um, tolerance to things that your body take is is complicated for you to break down mm. goes goes like in a flash but also yours just how your taste buds work i'd only been doing it for i'm being blown away that i'd only been doing it for a few months maybe four four months and um someone bought my son a lint easter bunny and um I literally was licking a bit off my fingertip <laughs> <laughs> not even a whole shard yeah, yeah, yeah. but and i was it wasn't like I wasn't sick, but I couldn't believe how sickly it was. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was just so overwhelmingly like rich and gli- like glicky. Nothing yeah. articulate about it. It was, it was a bit much. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's that's the last. That's the only time I've really felt it mm. in terms of the first time I've had some proper dairy. I'm trying to think if I had any accidental stuff. There's little things. Most of the things I've had that were were not dairy, like in terms of accidental. Yeah. Uh, you have the odd thing that's a food colouring that's made of 
drinking oh, beets God. or something. Yeah. Well, no, one I'm, of them things you can't avoid. I've never checked booze very carefully, and I know that some's made of yeah. fish scales and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, yeah, I, I sort of, I do now check that. I, I gave myself a little period of transition. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't check it's my year, yeah, my yeah. year of... <laughs> I just realised, yeah. if people are hearing me eat, I've got quite a clicky jaw, so I apologise. No, you haven't. Do you not hear it? I've, I've got, my chair is squeakier than your jaw oh, is clicky. Right. I was worried that people would just hear a constant click when I eat. <laughs> not at all. I think, well, it's nice having all those. I'm glad, thanks for talking about your vegans, I wondered whether you might be sick of it. I feel like um, vegan comedians get asked a lot about their veganism. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of done with talking about it on stage. Fine. I've had three years of banging on about it. Yeah. <laughs> But also, I think um, oh, it's interesting. There's a little bit. I feel like there's quite a quite a very articulate and funny backlash towards it in comedy at the moment. It's, I've heard um, loads. I've got mates who are doing stuff about it on stage. Yeah, and really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, but there's also a massive rise in comed- loads of comedians are going vegan. Yeah. I keep getting messages from people saying, saying right, just gone can vegan. Can I have some best recipes? Can yeah. I have some this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. I think that's a big misconception about vegans is that people think oh. They, they want to be unique and they want to be like trendsetters. It's like, no, the whole point of it is the more people do it, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the more people are making nice things for us, the cheaper stuff get, Definitely. the cheaper things get for everyone. Like, it's brilliant. The only problem is we'll all be living really long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there'll be no pensions. Um, has food ever made you cry or have any other really random emotion? Cry or random emotion? I don't know. I do get, I can get emotion. I, I, I love food. I, mm. You know, if something's really good, especially puddings, I've got, I've got a real sweet tooth. Right. Like, if I have, um, I had a pudding in December, um, I went for dinner um, at The Gate in uh, Hammersmith, which is a really good vegetarian restaurant. Nice. Right? So, you know, it's one of the sort of, I'm not saying it's high end, because it's not sort of, you know, it's not officially like fine dining or anything. But, you know, it's actually, it's quite rare to find a fine dining vegan or vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's really high up there. There's one in uh, Islington as well. Is that Ceremony? What? There's a new one called Ceremony oh, no, in know. North London somewhere. Oh, right. I haven't tried yet. Oh, let's not check it out. Mm. But yeah, the gate is sort of a bit of a, I think they've been around for quite a while. It's a bit of an institution. But yeah. they've, like, they've really, their, their percentage of stuff on the menu that is vegan has gone really high in the last yeah. couple of years as well. But when I first went there, it was mostly vegetarian, a couple of vegan options. Now yeah. it is probably over fifty percent vegan. Okay. And they had there was it was a Christmas menu, and they had a pudding that was the most ridiculous thing. Like it was a chocolate snowball, so they'd made a snow like very thin ball, like di- like you know made of like thin chocolate. It was yeah. hollow, and inside about three quarters of the way full was an incredibly rich chocolate mousse, mm. and it was on like a bed of like this white snow. And everything it, was, it looked like it looked like Christmas. What was the snow? I have no idea, but mm. that like yeah, it didn't make me cry. But it got I, I couldn't. I was so overwhelmed by how amazing it was. And it's like a John Lewis advert. Well, it was, reaction of it yeah, because it was you know that's the thing with you know vegan puddings. I suppose are the one that people assume you can't have a good one of, and you can. Yeah. There's loads of good ones, but to get like that sort of quality in a restaurant of a vegan pudding it's exciting yeah I went to I had a really amazing I was in Turin for my birthday this year wow I sound like the most middle class person alive I've just realised which is nice um, <laughs> it was good I'm allowed to revel in it isn't it I think you got to remember you'll be in the context of me who is I suppose, kind yeah, of yeah. pretty out and out but I think if I heard yeah you know I, I could, <laughs> my first 20 years were 
abject poverty. I'm yeah. allowed to revel in it. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to revel in it. <laughs> so, but it, I, I went to a, re- a brand new vegan restaurant in Turin, which um, had we had we had a seven course tasting menu. Whoa! And it was all like crazy smells and stuff like yeah, that. It yeah. was proper, you know, brilliant gastronomy. You know, it was oh, it was cool. Oh my god! Like really crazy. Some of it was almost it was almost too challenging. Yeah, they yeah, said yeah, yeah. some of this will be challenging. Yeah. And I like that sort of. Sort of I thing. like that like approach little, to food. That's really. Yeah. I've only I've had one meal like that, and it was uh, my boyfriend really is into Chinese food, and um, so I took him somewhere I'd read about um, uh, on King's Road, and it was before I was being. So I keep going. Sorry, I'm trying to reserve the oven um, Yeah, we got like the taster menu, and they said this course, like this course, will make your. They said you will have a very big physical reaction to this. And in, like, oh, what does that mean? And it literally, it wasn't like chilli heat. Yeah. I don't know what it was in it that did it. I think it might have been a type of like Asian pepper that I'd never had before or something. But it made like the whole inside of my mouth ring. Like like it was vibrating. Really? It was the most incredible did thing. did I say? Can't it. say it was entirely pleasant. No. It was just really exciting. Mm. You definitely wouldn't want it for breakfast. Or, like, But it was so cool. One of the petty four type things yeah. um, at this restaurant in Turin was a tiny little chocolate tart ball type thing, like a really tr- truffley ball. Yeah. And the guy said, he goes, that is the most, it's, it's the most alcoholic uh, truffle you'll ever try. He goes, look, most people can't finish it. And it was like, tiny. You know, it was the size of a grape. <laughs> and I thought... Down in one, did you neck it? No, not at all. Yeah. I, I thought, I could, this guy's winding me up. So, yeah. But he said, don't try and eat the whole thing, just take a little nibble. <gasps> And I took the tiniest nibble, and that was that was all I could do. <gasps> it had this sort of what? It was like the it, solid alcohol. Yeah, it felt like it was it, all it was was the most like you know the most extremely high percentage alcohol you could ever sort of you know but like, in a you know, solid form. Solid form, and it must have been I don't know if it was a grappa or one of them weird Italian liqueurs yeah. or something. But like really, I've tried that; it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so strong, and it just felt like you know I couldn't. It just—it was five minutes of just as if I'd just been forced to do a really yeah. strong shot of something I hated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, that was the most extreme one I've had recently. That's amazing. Yeah. And my girlfriend, she she did slightly better. She probably had like two nibbles. <laughs> it sounds like such a pathetic compliment, yeah. but in the context of how you've just described it, it weird. that is very. I don't know how they managed hard. it. She she did like two nibbles. <laughs> I'm in my tongue. Five second rule, yes or no? Hmm? Would you do do you believe in it? What if I dropped all right. the five second rule? Oh, I'm beyond that. Yeah. I'll eat off the floor if it's yeah. I'll come home and find food I've left on the floor <laughs> all night and eat it. Perfect. I'm really bad. I mean I'm to the, I'm quite extreme with it. I've almost, I almost oh, do it constantly. I, am too. On I remember I had a friend I don't think, I remember this the other day, but I had a friend I was already really good friends with. And you know when you fall in a whole nother level of friend laugh with yeah. someone when you witness something that's very kind of Unplanned, but as we were talking, she was like, her hands in her coat pockets, and she pulled out. It was a, it was a Cadbury's button, I think. Yeah. But it literally, it was, it was grey. Um, and she just, and we sort of had a laugh that she pulled it out. And as we were talking, it was just there in her hand, and just without really thinking, she just popped it in, yeah. chewed away, and swallowed. And I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know I could love you more. Um, but I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Like you know, I like to sort of, I don't want to 
shield my body from every major like any germ or like I'm quite I'm somebody who will lick something if I want to know what it is almost like nice you know use taste as a sense of above like, smell even well often you know if you sometimes you look at like you, a jacket and there's a stain on it yeah you know you shouldn't lick it no. <laughs> but I will often I, yeah, just I do have exactly a the same thing I've got a toddler so I really shouldn't but if yeah, there's a stain yeah, on my trousers yeah. I will I'll lick my hand to rub it off and then I'll lick my hand yeah, again yeah, to keep rubbing it and be like oh yogurt yeah. or oh you toothpaste yeah, yeah. That's, what I think. I, that's how I'll know what it is so yeah I've got similar rules on like the five second rule it's like what could have happened to it in the time it's on the floor yeah you know nothing unless it lands on a shit in a way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're pretty sure it's, it's going to be alright that is where you draw the boundary actually isn't it like Definitely. oh I, I mean it's landed on, on. <laughs> how fresh is the turn oh, it was quite dry oh, oh. yeah so in a way like when you got ill the other day off that milk it's a, it would have been just as plausible if your girlfriend had said what have you licked yeah. To try and work out why you were ill. But actually, that stuff doesn't make you ill if you do it all the time. Mm. That was how I... That's why, why it all fell into place and I realised it was the milk. Because I've not had food poisoning mm. since I went vegan. Five years, I've not had a single food-related... Wow. You know. And it used to, I used to eat a lot of... I was always quite an adventurous eater. Yeah. So I would sometimes get, you know, the odd food issue, stomach-related issue. Because, you know, when you used to eat a lot of rich foods or... I used yeah. to eat loads of offal, which sounds horrible now when I say it. <laughs> Because it's a really good it's bit. Really it's really good nutritious, to cook with. Yeah. yeah. It's really like, you know, it's so flavourful. Like, mm. that's, if anything, when people say, do you, what do you miss or do you miss bacon? I don't miss any of that. I miss chicken livers. That's the flavour that you cannot really? replicate anywhere. Yeah. That is so funny and extreme and meaty. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's, but that's the thing. I, I, yeah, I didn't give up because I didn't like the taste of meat. I no. gave up for the Yeah, me neither. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I, you know, the flavour of chicken livers just. And you don't even need to do much with them. They're so Just full of flavour. Really, yeah. yeah, a little Not bit of garlic. I can't remember. I don't think I've had one as an adult. And now I don't want to. Well, I don't know I'm seven. Well, I think Chicken I did. Livers. I think I was fed things really? like awful as a kid, yeah. Nutritious um, 80s liver and, liver and bacon. bacon. I think we would have that once a quarter or something. And I would think it was the grossest thing when I was a kid. My mum craved it when she was pregnant with me. I've heard so that I it's probably have iron, loads it? of it. When I, well, now they tell you not to eat it because it's got it's got too much vitamin something in it. Oh, right. So, what's the weirdest thing you ever ate then? If you've been quite adventurous always weirdest and you're into thing. livers, no, not. Probably eaten loads of weird foods, but I tell you the weirdest one I ever. You also travelled a lot. So. Yeah, I remember the worst bit of food I've ever eaten, um, and it's weird. That it's the worst bit of food I've ever eaten because it sounds like it shouldn't be even. It, it sounds like it can't be that bad. Mm. But I was in Hong Kong. And it was a real struggle. Like you know, we went to this restaurant where you know, it was you, there was no English on the menu. It was fine, but you, there were some pictures, and you could point, and there, there was very broken English. And we, like, we could sort of gather some ideas. And there was one thing. It was a melon soup, which oh, I thought I thought I'm that already... meant, it sounds kind of gross, Nervous. but I thought that sounds quite exciting. A melon soup, <laughs> and I was like, it's definitely cold, isn't it? They're, what they're talking about there is they're probably it's almost like a, a smoothie or something. Yeah. Like, there's a starter in a bowl. And it was that was cooked hot melon soup oh, with some sort of savoury additions in it. Oh no! And it was like I've, it was everything oh. was wrong about every single flavour in it. It's that thing where you know that that thing they say about Chinese food and it, here is not yeah. Chinese food really, is it? It's no. westernised, and you learn that when you go there. Oh yeah, the so weirdest thing I ever ate was in China, and it was we'd been there ages and uh, ages. We'd been there six weeks. 
and um, both yeah, I went with my friend. We're both West Country girls, and we saw we saw what we thought was someone frying fried potatoes in a big rock on the street. So we bought it and could they be sheep's brains? Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, we were so naive. How naive! It looked little squares, like all white, white to yellow like? squares, crispy edged. It dissolved as soon as it hit your mouth, but as soon as you realised it wasn't yeah. what you thought it was, this panic sets in that yeah, makes yeah, yeah. it that you really panic. What was the flavour though? And the guy was pissing his pants. Oh no! I can't remember the flavour. I've blocked it out. I genuinely can't remember. The but I don't think it was like I don't think it particularly tasted anything. It was right. just a. It was a very like a, like a jelly, but then just dissolved to a liquid yeah, as soon yeah. as it. Oh. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Have you ever cooked for people and it's been a proper disaster? Yeah. And my mom, <laughs> my parents mainly. <laughs> Saying that, like, because I do try, I try and make some crazy things sometimes. I, I still have the odd mare when I'm cooking for, like, my girlfriend. You know, right. she's a very, she's a, quite an adventurous eater as well, and she's mm-hmm. vegan, luckily. Yeah. So we'll always try and make cool things, and we did a phase when we went um, raw. We tried to go raw vegan for Oof. a bit, not as not for a full time thing. We just wanted to try it. Try out. it, yeah. I felt amazing actually. I was going to ask this. My first question was going to be, "What did it do? How it, does it make you feel?" It, you physically, I felt incredible. Yeah, I felt so alert and clear. Yeah. But I think part of that is because it's quite hard to ever feel full. So you yeah. always feel a bit like. Hey, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm literally very light. Um, yeah, you I, do feel light. That I, would, um, I think that would make me very sad, though. I really love the feeling of feeling very full. You really miss hot food. Yeah. Like, I, I really start, yeah, start to miss just, and the textures. It's really hard to get, you know, because cooked food does have a different texture often. Yeah. Yeah, it's only so many nuts you can eat, really. Yeah. But I, I remember making raw, what was it? Was it raw sweet potato noodle? Oh. So I basically spiralised the sweet potato <laughs> and I marinated it in this must, this sort of mustard sauce that I'd made. Yeah. And to, to let them soften. And it was gross. It just it felt like raw potatoes in mustard. Oh, <laughs> and I remember, God. I remember trying to eat it and pretend like I liked it. And oh. my girlfriend, to her credit, just called it straight away. First bite, she went, that, uh, that just tastes like mustard and it's raw potatoes. I was like, yeah, fucking yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we didn't, you know, we felt, um, I've had some terrible ones like that, but my parents, I've cooked my parents a few times in my life, and it's mm. never gone right. I once made a, pe- this was 10 years ago, I made a peppered steak, um, and my dad just almost had a heart attack, <gasps> just the pepper was again oh, too much. No. Um, but the, I, I, I ended up having a routine in my Edinburgh show last year that was all about Christmas Day. So you had to make, did you make... A vegan Christmas dinner for them. Well, with this, I, I thought I found a compromise. So it was Christmas before last. I invited them for Christmas dinner, and I said to them, "I'm going to do all the veg and all the roast, yeah, all the roast stuff." Yeah. I said, and I said, my parents don't like turkey. They've always really stressed that. Yeah. So I said, "Why don't you just cook like a chicken the day before, have a bit of that for your dinner, and then bring the rest, and yeah. I'll heat that up, and then it will go on the plate, and you know, it'll be it'll be a full Christmas dinner." And this was about 10 days before. And my mum called me up like the day after and went, I oh, know, we, we, we'll just bring a ready meal. We'll bring a Marks and Spencer's ready meal. No, and that's, I was, yeah, that's I, quite rude. It was rude, it? Yeah. yeah. And I sort of said to her, no, you don't, you don't need to do that. I'm cooking Christmas dinner. Like, just bring a bit of meat. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, everything else will be fine. And it just went on and on. Like Every couple of days, I'd call her to check on what bit of meat they'd bring. I don't know why, I just wanted to know. I wanted no, to get well, in her head. Because you know it's going to go wrong. And then she kept saying, I think we should bring a ready meal. 
and it started really getting on my nerves and then I finally just sort of I finally got to the bottom of it. I sort of snapped and just said, why, why do you keep saying you're bringing a ready meal? And she just said, oh, well, you know, we don't eat vegan food. And I <gasps> said to her, I had to explain to her, I went, it's not vegan food, is it? It's vegetables. Like, you know, vegan isn't an ingredient. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Oh, my God. And, um, and she genuinely said, won't they be vegan vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> and... And then, but I, do you know what? I ended up sort of just, oh, I had a bit God. of a go at her. Because no, it's the thing, I, I, I'm not, and I was annoyed at the time, but I'm not now. It is genuine. It's such an alien like thing for them. They just yeah. I can't get their head around it. They're too old and set in their ways. So I just said, bring a ready meal if that's what you want to do. Um, it'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm still going to cook everything anyway, so you can just try some if you want. And I cooked all these like lovely different types of roast veg, and yeah. you know, you sort of you, like so I've got herbs in the garden, so all yeah. like you know, rosemary, roasted potatoes, all that. And my they showed up, and my mum, uh, I said to her, "I'll give it, give it here, then I'll put it in the oven." I thought it was going to be like a ready-made Christmas dinner from Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. I said, "What did you bring?" And she went, "Oh, we've got two shepherd's pies." And then went to take it out of the bag, and I, she noticed that she was getting it out of the bag. She'd bought the wrong thing. She'd bought two fishermen's pies. To eat on Christmas Day. Oh my And luckily, I mean, God. sort of, I took a bit of happiness out of the fact that she'd bought the wrong thing. <laughs> so they just basically, I warmed up two fisherman's pies for them. And they sat here oh, and God. I had all these veg and potatoes. And my dad just oh. would not, like he tried a couple of potatoes. He wouldn't try any of the veg. He was convinced they were going to have some weird flavouring or he just, he just doesn't, he's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's so terrified of anything outside of his normal you know, oh, just palate or his normal taste. Wouldn't he? Doesn't yeah? He's not somebody who'll try a new experience. My dad. It's just it is everything. You know, he's worked it out years ago. He's going to stay that way until he can finally get out of this place. <laughs> this mortal oh, coil. Incredible. Yeah, I think that's why. I, but that's why I think I love food so much. Is because a rebellion. Then it's a rebellion. You, I think. Yeah. So I love. That's why I'm into like. I, 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 I've talked about it on stage about how I think I've become so middle class because. You know, I grew up in a house that was so devoid of any joy for food. There was no music in the house. There was never any culture or anything like that. Yeah. So I really rebelled in my teens and went off and right, I want all got of into theatre and music and all sorts of That's stuff brilliant. that I love. But also I think it's given you, like, that like you're obviously experimental to the point where you're making your own Satan. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's... <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Like, that's amazing. But a lot it's... of that, that also comes from... Like, I like cooking. Not just following recipes, you know. I... Yeah. But I find cooking... I, I don't just treat cooking... I treat cooking as, like, meditation, mm. though. I, I love, take a I lot love of joy it. from it as well. And I think that's a gift. I think if you... I think you can learn it. Yeah. But if you don't have it by the time you're in your 40s or whatever, it's really hard to learn then. Yeah. An yeah, actual yeah. love for it or, like, a creative leisure thing to yeah. do. Yeah. But I think, I think people do need to... Change how they think about it. Like to leave real time for it. I think totally. And also, if you see it as a meditation, mm. I, I think it's one of the happy, one of the most serene I am as when I'm cooking. Really? Where some people see it as a stressful thing. Yeah. But I genuinely like. Well, if I've if I've had a really busy period, you know, and I've suddenly got a day off, just where I've got nothing to do during mm. the day, I will often just spend the afternoon just cooking, and I and I have. The like, classical music on, and I just like, yeah, the sun's out in the garden. I can see the birds out there. I will yeah. use it as four hours of absolute peace. One more decade, and you'll be landed gentry. I 
I'd love it. <laughs> my girlfriend bought me a bird watching book for Christmas. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. I think that's the trajectory I'm on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be well, I'm happy such for a you. boring old man. <laughs> Basically, this is like an <clears throat> antidote to the what would you have for your last meal because I just think that's a really horrible environment yeah. for anyone to be <laughs> eating in. Um, so I've just sort of written a different ridiculous scenario for everyone. Yeah. So here's yours. A horse is stuck in a ditch and everyone else has got no arms or legs, don't ask. Uh, so you have to push it out all by yourself. You get It kicks you by accident uh, along the way. It's well muddy, but you do it. You've saved it. You're a local and eventually, because of the nature of the internet, international hero. Uh, and now you're properly whacked out. You're so You're spent. You've pushed a whole horse out of a ditch. You're really hungry and your reward is a feast. Um, but the one of your bestest dreams. So basically, you can have whatever you want to eat, as much or as little as you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want, and these don't have to be real places. Right. So who, who with, where, where? and what you're having? <laughs> oh, my word. Um, I don't know. I think... What and I, what would you have to drink as well? Well, I had a, I had a, weird, I had a meal in a cool place with my girlfriend... This year, last year actually, it was either last year, that was so, it just caught me off guard. Um, because it was one of the ones where I hadn't done loads of research, and, or if I'm in a city or a town and found a place, and right, let's go try Like, it was total just luck, really. But we were in East Australia, on like in, like sort of, we were in Brisbane, and we just had like an afternoon free, and we drove down to uh, Byron, is it Byron Bay? Yeah. I always forget what it's called. That sort of hippie little enclave down there. On the what is it, the Gold Coast or something? And it's just it is full of like you know, white guys with dreadlocks selling <laughs> you know, copper like chains they've made on the street. And we found a place, a little, just a little vegan cafe that without doubt had the most exciting food I've eaten. It like in sort of in terms of up until that place in Turin this year, yeah, like most vegan places really are doing. Similar things. Some similar things, yeah. You know, there's all, you know, there might be a jackfruit on there. Mm. There might, you know, there might be a sort of Satan type thing. And, you know, and then there'd be some really cool veggie things. But they had, it just, the first thing I saw in the starters was coconut calamari. What? And we ordered it. And it was just the most incredible thing. <gasps> it was, co- like, so it was really, obviously, cause there's loads of coconuts growing there. Yeah. They've just taken the f- super fresh coconut flesh. Yeah. Like really soft, floppy white mm. flesh. And they've just made this amazing calamari batter and they've just fried it all in loads of strips. And the, it was a plate, full-size plate, a 12-inch Whoa. plate. And it was piled up about a foot high. Oh, my and God. With a whole that, coconut's worth of calamari. Oh, like more than one coconut. Whoa. I've tried to make it myself. and I, So I bought a fresh coconut and you, I made, it made a f- six of the amount. <gasps> so then, so yeah, it was six coconuts at least. What? Beautiful batter, like a really mm. good... Sort of, wasn't, I don't know if it was just, you know, it didn't feel like a tempura batter, mm-hmm. it was, but it was light as well. So I think, and that it was one of the things we were just like, I, just, I was in some place I'd never been, Byron yeah. Bay, it was really cool. Hot. Yeah, the, it was hot, the beach was down there. Nice. I'm sitting there eating Sat coconut outside. calamari with your girlfriend. With my girlfriend. That's like, Having... it was the three perfect ingredients. Get in. So, so basically, you go it's not back fictitious. to that. You go, it's very real. You yeah. just go back to an actual memory and have it again. 
Yeah, it was just it was. Is there anything you change? And what would you have to drink? I'd drink. They had these incredible fruit just inventions, like this sort of. <laughs> You know, it would have all different like mango and stuff in. Like it was like a cocktail they just invented and. Wicked. Yeah. Booze, booze cocktail. That was a non. I had a non booze cocktail. One. So it's just yeah, everything I had that we had something else for the main. That was just I'd never had a version of it before. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things where like there was nothing on the menu that was like oh that's a normal vegan thing I've had. Yeah, yeah. It was just crazy, like this weird little inventive place that Brilliant. no one, no one had ever told me about. Just was magic. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was such. Okay. It, it was such a cool thing to eat. Oh, well, I desperately want to go there. I might go to Australia just to try that place. Mmm, delicious. Thank you so much, please, Carl Donnelly. What a wonderful human being. I felt like I completed the whole of the Headspace app after talking to him. And that passion for food, what a joy. You have to go and see his comedy. It is a thing of wonder. If you're London-based, he's actually at the Udderbelly on the South Bank on the 12th of June. I'll be going and I want to see you there. For all his other work, check out his website, carldonnelly.co.uk and his Twitter is at carldonnelly. And Donnelly is D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. I'm Jessica Fosterkey. If you're listening to this before June, then I'm on tour. The show is called The Silence of the Nans. Details are on my Twitter, at Jessica Fosterkey. Please rate and review the podcast generously and tell everyone and anyone about it. Follow us on all the social media. It's at The Hoovering Pod. Want to ask anything? Then email through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Music is by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.